Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode number 99, the Warren Sapp special, if you will. Still don't know what we're going to do for episode 100. I guess we should figure that out soon because it's like right there. Welcome back to the show. It's been a very productive week in Tampa Bay Buccaneer news. We're going to go over all of that here today and much, much more. If you're new around here, I am your host as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Bucks Football, Evan Wanish. Evan, welcome back to the show, my man. I know you were down and out for the count the last time we recorded, but pleasure to have you back. And I'm glad it's such a busy time because we just have so much to talk about. This is um, one of the busier Februaries, I think, like yeah. Bucks-wise, I can remember in a little bit. Um, just like a lot of like nonsense rumors and then like up to this point and then this week we've been getting like a lot of like actually real stuff so um it's definitely been interesting but i mean february's not even over yet and we still got a decent amount of news so yeah it's this week in particular you know you get to this time of year and i opened up the past three episodes saying yeah there isn't that much news and, and typically that's the case but uh when it comes to the box this week there has been quite a bit that has transpired, so we're going to go over that. Let's open it up with uh, some of the most recent things that have happened. Now, you were not on the last episode of the show. Our buddy James Hill filled in, as he does, and we got a little backlash for uh, some of the things that we said on the show, which is which is new. That's never really happened before. We, yeah. uh, we got some, I don't want to say negative attention, but we got some extra attention on Twitter this past week. And uh, it was because of my comments regarding the Jameis Winston eye surgery LASIK situation, which, at the time of recording our episode on Monday, had not been confirmed. There were people who had reported it. Jameis one of one and Bucks Life News in particular were the ones reporting it. And uh, it's not that I don't believe those guys, but uh, I was a little skeptic. You know, I'm allowed to be. Everyone and their mother is allowed to be. Evan, I never got your opinion, but I'm sure you were a little skeptic as well, right? I was. I was, yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the type of guy to put all of my eggs in the basket of mainstream media, but I would have liked to have a big-name source confirm it, and uh, that's exactly what we had happen. So um, Ian Rappaport came out and confirmed that quarterback Jason uh, Jameis Winston underwent LASIK eye surgery to correct his vision. So, I do owe those guys their props. I'll suck it up. I'll eat crow here on the show in the first 10 minutes. I'll give those guys their crops or props. I apologize for putting it as mean-spirited as I did, but I was skeptic. Everyone is allowed to be, and now that the news is out, I'll give those guys their props that they deserve. But, let's talk about the news itself. Let's talk about Jameis Winston and this LASIK situation. Evan, dude, 
when the news came out and it was confirmed at this point, I was like 90-10 on Jameis coming back. Right now it is 99-1 to in a ratio of I want Jameis Winston back because why the hell not? At this point, let's just see what happens. Do you think LASIK is going to improve his game that much? Um, I don't know. So, so here's my thing. A lot of people are, are happy that he got the surgery. And it's good, right? Like, it's a good thing that he got the surgery. I think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure. But um, a lot of people are asking, you know, like, why now? Uh, and and the, the quick answer to that is a lot of times with, like, eye surgery, a lot of people say that it's better to wait, like, a little bit, like, later into your 20s rather rather than to do it, you know, when you're 21, 22 years old. Right. Uh, because your eyes are, I guess, like, more, like, mature and, like, fully, like, I guess, grown, I guess. I don't really know what the exact right word to do or to say is. But that is probably a big reason why he decided to get it now. Um, also maybe because he might have a contract coming up, but, um, I don't know. This doesn't push the envelope for me on, you know, this guy has to be back just because he got eye surgery because I think like, yeah, he's had vision problems, but a lot of his interceptions, like, I don't think you can look at it and say, Oh, it's because he couldn't see. Like I, you know, maybe three or four, maybe, maybe. Um, is that he can't see, but I mean, that's only like, you know, if we, if we, you know, we, we say a play where a linebacker drops into coverage, you know, Luke Keekley or Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard did, you know, for that game in the versus the Colts in Tampa, yeah. when he just read it perfectly and we we're like, does Jameis even see him? Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe that would improve, you know, um, but that, to me, it shouldn't. That shouldn't change your opinion on whether you think he's back. Like, if you think that he shouldn't be back, that shouldn't. You, you should still probably think that he shouldn't be back. If you think that he should be back, that your opinion shouldn't really change that much. No, I get what you mean there, and it's funny that you brought up the Darius Leonard example because that's kind of what I said last week. Where I don't think this is going to improve his play dramatically. I think the ceiling with Jameis Winston can still go up if he can fix his mistakes, but he's still going to throw some picks. He's going to make some throws that not every quarterback would throw. That's just what he does and how he plays. We can't attribute that to his vision. But um, one of the things that I had said last week in my little rant was like, I don't know, if he ends up getting LASIK, I I feel like he'll stop forgetting how to play football three times a game. But that's not his eyes. That's his head. You never really know. I mean, let's be honest, dude. No, that's not. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> but uh, it's just funny because I think of that situation and I think about, you know, being a nearsighted guy. I know how terrible I am when I don't have my contacts in. Like, I'm useless when I don't put my contacts in. When I wake up in the morning for the first hour or two of my day, if I don't have anything planned, don't expect anything grand from me because I can't see more than 10 feet in front of me. Like, that's just how the world works. I know his vision is not that bad if he's obviously playing in the NFL and throwing 30 touchdowns a year, but ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I see what you're saying 100%. I luckily don't wear any type of contact or, or glasses, um, so I never really had that issue. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, luckily I, I haven't, but uh, so I can't really speak on, you know, like 
how it, much it affects people. I'm sure it's not good, and especially you know a football player like, and we've seen him on the sidelines and he squints a lot. Like you, you'll see him, you know, like that, yeah, um, and stuff. So, I mean, it, I'm sure it's, it's going to help. Uh, I'm sure, but I just don't think you know to expect you know ten interceptions from this guy now just because he got eye surgery. I mean, he's not blind. Like, I think he's still throwing fifty touchdowns next year, though. Okay. Well, for, <laughs> Not even for, biased whatsoever, for, man. For the, he's throwing 50 touchdowns for the Patriots? Oh, don't say that. Do not say that. So, uh, so yeah, Jameis Winston underwent LASIK eye surgery, so that's something you can look forward to if you want Jameis to come back. If you want him to go somewhere else, well, he can take his fancy eyes and he can go throw touchdowns somewhere else. But, of course, we all have to wait and see what happens in free agency. And... We'll probably get an announcement about Jameis and his future sometime around March. So right now we just have yep. to wait and see. Now, with the Jameis Winston LASIK report, there was another report that came out from the same source, Jameis 1 of 1, and he said that Jameis underwent surgery for a meniscus tear. I'm probably wrong, but I know it was a meniscus injury. And the consensus was that he played through most of the season with this meniscus injury, which... I don't know. It's another one of those reports that's out there that nobody in the big mainstream media has confirmed yet. So yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that I doubt this guy because you saw what happened last time I did that. But it's one of those things that hasn't been confirmed. But if it does end up being true, don't be surprised. Uh, but, I mean, have you heard anything about that report in particular? No, I, I personally haven't heard much about it. I, I did see the, the report that James 101 put out, uh, but I, I haven't exactly heard it personally um, that he had any sort of meniscus issue during the season. Could be. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys have a lot of injuries that they don't, that nobody knows anything about. Right. Um, so it wouldn't be shocking, but I, I just don't know right now. Yeah, and you're right about a lot of guys having injuries that they just don't tell anyone or nobody knows about. Um, not that long ago when I was filling in for one of the shows at work, they had Rondé Barber on as a special guest, and we talked to Rondé about his many years in the NFL. And if anyone knows anything about Rondé Barber in Tampa Bay, it's that he never missed a game. The guy was yep. the definition of an Iron Man. but through the conversation that we had, we learned so much about all the games and seasons that he played hurt with injuries that could have potentially gotten worse and ended his career yeah luckily well, he was never in that situation but it happens all the time more than you realize in the nfl everybody by week eight everybody's hurt oh yeah everybody is hurt whether it's minor major everybody is hurt okay if you are playing you're hurt okay you just are yeah yeah you are right We've got some other Buccaneer news from this week. Like I said, it's been a very busy week, and a lot of exciting news has come out. I'll say that. That's what makes this so fun, is that all the news that has come out is stuff that people have been clamoring for and arguing over for weeks. And so mm. for a little, bit, a, a little bit of that to come to fruition is pretty fun. But the next big announcement we've got, this is a big one, buddy, and I am so damn excited to spend all of my money on it. Buccaneers are getting new uniforms in 2020. It's happening. Whether people is it? Want to sit, yes, it is. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Whether people want to sit here and go back and forth and say, oh, maybe they're getting one alternate, maybe they're getting all new uniforms. I can tell you this. They're not going to change the logo. And I don't think they're going to change our colors drastically. I don't think we're ditching red and pewter. Now, from here, this is all me speculating. This is me coming up with an educated guess on what they're going to do with the uniforms. And then I'll toss it to you and you can kind of give the spiel. But 
The Buccaneer social team released a video a few days ago hinting at what seems to be new uniforms for the upcoming 2020 season. The way that the video played out was this guy rolls up to this abandoned building. It's all cinematic and dark. They did a great job with that, by the yeah. way. Cinematically, it's, it's, it's beautiful to look at. But um, this artist, he's cutting up all of these newspaper clippings that have to do with the Buccaneers and their new uniforms, their old uniforms. A return to glory is one of the key headlines. He tapes it all together, big paper mache Bucks logo, and then just sprays this big stencil of the Bucks ship logo, the secondary logo, not the flag, but the ship logo, and it's got red, orange, black splatter all over it. It's pretty badass. If you haven't seen it, Go check out our social media. I know I've got it posted over there. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. But, um, but yeah, this teaser video came out, and Twitter collectively exploded. Um, all I saw for the first half of the day was people freaking the hell out about these new uniforms because it's something that a lot of people have been clamoring for for quite some time. And the day before they dropped the teaser, the Buccaneer social media team was on people's posts. Uh, one person in particular on Twitter is EMT Ashley. She tweet at, she tweeted at the Buccaneers every day for like 14 days about new uniforms. And then the day before the announcement of the teaser, they replied to one of her tweets with just the eyeball emoji. And that was it. They were doing that to Samur Ali on one of his mock-ups. They were doing that to a couple of other people liking tweets regarding the new uniforms. And then the next day we get this teaser video. Now... When I look at what the uniforms are going to be, or what I think they're going to be, I look at Return to Glory, I look at the color scheme that they kind of had going on, I don't think they're going to make any drastic changes to our overall aesthetic. I think the pewter and red is here to stay. I think they're going to give us an updated version of our old Super Bowl uniforms. They're going to make them look a little bit better, maybe brighten up the red just a little bit to match with our new Buccaneer red, whatever they're labeling it now. Maybe some updated numbers, and I think they're going to look fly as hell. But that's just my opinion. What do you think they're going to do, Evan? A lot of people think they're bringing the creamsicles back, but I doubt they go that route. So, yeah, I don't think they will. However, I, I get the, the feeling that they might go a white helmet. So they can do a throwback game? Oh, man. Why would um, be so tough to see on a red uniform for me? I just, I just have a feeling. Um, well, I mean, the Cardinals do it. Um, so, I mean, that's like an example, I guess you could say. Uh, but I, I just have a, have a feeling that they might do that just so they can do the creamsicle game uh, once a year. I'd love that, by the way. If they go white helmet, it would bum me out for about five minutes till I realize we can wear the creamsicles again. Personally, though, I would I would like your idea um, of just an updated. I'm looking at a picture right here uh, above above my computer screen of you know the Super Bowl uniform. It's picture of Simeon Rice actually in the Super Bowl, and like that uniform is nice, but I, I just I feel like an updated one would look pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to picture that uniform right there with you know a brighter red. They had a little bit better numbers, um, maybe darker pewter pants, you know? I can almost uh, imagine they stick to that base design, yeah. right? You've got mm -hmm. the red top, the pewter pants, or, but on the, on the stripes on the side. Maybe they want to do kind of like the stripes they have on the side of the pants now, where it almost goes down and it looks like a sword. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's got like that little serrated edge. Maybe they yeah. do something like that with the updated look. Same color. So, well, that's almost what the Jaguars did. Pretty much, they just went back to their basics. Yeah. Um, which they look good. Uh, now here's one thing I want to point out. In that video, like you said, it didn't show the flag; it showed the ship. Mm-hmm. Is that gonna be a primary logo? Like, I don't think you, you know? can ditch the flag, man. Yeah, because well, if you ditch the flag and you just go with the pirate ship look, and let's say they make a new secondary logo, whatever it may be, I think it takes maybe away. Maybe the secondary logo is like another updated Bucko Bruce. I don't know, man. And like the primary one, the the ship. I don't I don't know. It's hard for me to believe because what I look at in the two Buccaneers logos, right? Um, for the past 20 years, we've had the flag and we've had the ship. 2014, we got an updated flag and an updated ship. The common factor in both of those logos is the skull with the cross swords and the football. And I think that is our logo. Like when I think of the Bucks, I think of that skull. I don't necessarily think of the flag. I don't think of the ship. I think of the skull. So I think if you end up going with the boat as a primary logo and then a secondary Bucko Bruce, for me, it would just totally throw me off. You know what I mean? Because you don't have the uh, continuity of the elements of the logo. But you never know. But I, I don't Personally, think they ditch the flag. If I'm designing the Buccaneers uniforms, I keep the exact helmet the way it is. I yeah, keep the I do helmets. too. And I just do like you do, like you said. I do an updated Super Bowl one with brighter, brighter red. Uh, the pants are darker. You know, maybe a little bit updated numbers. I, I keep the ship on the side. Um, yeah, that's that's all I really do. I, I've honestly. seen a uh, I've seen a recent mock up, and I'm sure I've shared it on all of our social media. I've brought it up here on the show as well. But there's one mock-up in particular. It wasn't made by Sammer. I don't know who it was made from. I think it was grabbed from a Reddit post, uh, one of the Bucks forums over there. But it's literally an updated version of the Super Bowl uniforms with the new numbers. uh, Not the alarm clock numbers, obviously, but new updated numbers and pretty much the same exact aesthetic as our old Super Bowl uniforms. But there was one alternate to that uniform, and it used the same helmets we have now. But one of the alternates was an orange creamsicle jersey with white pants that you could wear. And with the pewter top, it honestly did not look that bad, the way that it was drawn up on this mock-up. It Uh was just an orange alternate jersey with some red highlights. It looked like a creamsicle jersey, and it could be worn with either the pewter pants, which would tie together the helmet, or the white pants, which I still you, think you, would look good. Could you send that to me? Yeah, sometime? I will send it to you, and uh, I'll send it to you before the end of the show, and you can kind of okay. look at it and take a look at All that. Right. But yeah, dude, uh, I, I, that's what I would want them to do with the uniforms in an ideal world, but of course it's not that. Yeah, so I, we'll see. Like I said, I think they want to incorporate some orange in there, so um not sure how you incorporate that really. Um, but I just get the feeling that, you know, if it's a white helmet, that definitely means that they're getting a throwback game. I do not think that they're going to go go back to the cream sickle like full time like yeah, I don't color, think so either. that color. Uh, I don't think that's happening, but um, we'll see what happens. Uh, people have been asking me, you know, when do you think they will release them? Well, they're going to want them before the draft because the NFL is going to want to sell hats and T-shirts and jerseys and you know all that stuff. Oh yeah, you know before the draft. So I would guess sometime March, probably before free agency. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Is when I would guess the uniforms would be released. Yeah. Uh, who knows though? It it could very well be another alternate man. Um, not I'm not trying to you know dampen the mood here, but you know 
to say it's a slam dunk that it's a brand new set of uniforms, like an overhaul, I don't think so. Um, you know, I read an article, you know, the the uniform, put the uniform talk to rest or whatever. Oh, man, the timing uh, on that Nation. article was absolutely terrible. I felt not, so not, bad. Not great for, for Gil. Not oh, great. Oh, man. Um, but uh, so they said that, you know, three teams have already confirmed uniform changes. It's the, the Los Angeles Rams, Atlanta Falcons, and Cleveland Browns. And it's a typically the NFL, the rule is the NFL likes to have two teams like completely overhaul their jerseys. Right. The rumor is that the Rams and Falcons are going to be overhauling their jerseys while the Browns are just going to be kind of modifying it. I, I, so I that's where somebody... I think the Bucks could be basically just modifying their jerseys. Right. I which heard... would mean that they're basically going back to like the Super Bowl era ones. Now, I heard kind of to follow up and I guess support that theory with the Browns. I heard that they're looking to literally just go back to their old uniforms, the ones that they had throughout the mid 2000s, the ones that I thought looked great with the white pants and everything. Um, I heard they kind of want to shoot to go back to that. So I guess it allows that theory to hold a lot more water when you think about Uh, the Bucks going back to their form now or the those uh, jerseys are the ones that they are or they aren't. No, no, I'm just saying, like, the ones you sent me, they're the one. Oh, that's dude, one. it looks so good, doesn't it? Yeah, like, the number pulls it off, and even with the creamsicle and the pewter helmet, it all works. Because it's got, yep. like, that, it, it's got enough gray on the uh, on the creamsicle jersey to really offset everything. It looks yep. good. It really does. Yep, yep. I'll, um, yeah, what I'll do, sure. guys, for you is if you're watching the show, I'll make sure I post those jerseys on our social media. You can give us a follow there, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcasts. You can go there for all the latest updates on the show. And, of course, yeah, get in contact that's with us clean. anytime. That, that's clean. It's dope. And, and, and then the, the, the two alternates, too. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, hell yeah. So, we've got some new uniform news. we got Jameis Winston getting LASIK this week. All of that was able to blow Buck's Twitter up from the inside out. But now we have got some more information. And this comes directly from head coach Bruce Arians, which is very refreshing. Because one of the things that I used to look forward to the most was a B.A. press conference. You know, we learned this year that he is one of the best behind the mic. And regardless of if he's blowing smoke up your ass or if he's telling you like it is, he's going to make it entertaining. So Bruce Arians spoke with the media this week and answered a couple of questions regarding free agency and what the Bucks may or may not do this coming next few weeks. And uh, we'll open it up. He said that quarterback isn't going to matter. If you can't keep together, at all. yeah, it's not going to matter at all if you cannot keep together these free agents on the defense. Um, so that statement from BA pretty much confirms that priority number one for Tampa Bay this offseason is keeping that defense together. And honestly, with all of the quarterback controversy going on, everyone saying all of this and what's going to end up happening, I think the right move is to keep that defense together because we've known longer than anybody that if you don't have a solid defense, it's hard for any team to get anywhere. Yeah, well, you know when you said sometimes he's blowing smoke, might be blowing a little bit of smoke there because I think probably Shaq is a higher priority. Um, probably JPP might be a higher priority, but... I think Shaq like, won JPP too. Like, you mean to tell me that right now Bruce Arians' actual, like, book of offseason plans that... Dominican Sue and Carl Nassib are higher than finding a quarterback. Eh, you know, I don't know about that one. Um, 
Well, it kind of goes into what people say about this time of year. You know, it's smokescreen season. Everyone's going to be tossing out comments. Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean, this was this was the same dude that said that Deshaun Jackson was here and that Gerald McCoy was still on the team. And right. you know, we all we all knew it wasn't going to be true. Um, but there we go. You know, so um, like he kept saying, "Oh yeah, Deshaun's here. He's under contract. I want him back." So, and we all knew that it was a ninety-nine point. Five percent chance that Deshaun Jackson was not going to be back that but season. He just kept saying it, anyway, so it was the Cincinnati game that pretty much everybody was like, "He's gone." Like, it, well, I, I'm pretty sure he scored trade. two. He scored two touchdowns that week. He played one of his one, best think, games yeah, as a buck one. against the Bengals, and then requested I, a trade. I think it, it was one, but it was it was like the first time that Jameis and him connected on a deep ball for a touchdown. Right. Okay. I know was what you're like, talking oh. about. <laughs> so I mean, but. I just think Bruce Arians right there. I think he's lying a little bit there. Uh, maybe that's you know to try and get his get the you know media's attention off of the quarterback. Probably is so he doesn't have to answer thirty questions about the same dude. Right. Um, so he's like you know hey without a without a defense can't you know ask me about the defense ask me about something else. So that's what I'm guessing that is because you know you gotta have a quarterback to win this league. If it ain't Jameis Winston, it's got to be a guy like Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady. If it ain't one of those guys, it's got to be a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. If it ain't one of those guys, it's got to be a guy like Andy Dalton. You know, you have to have some type of answer at quarterback. You can't just say, well, I don't know. You know, can't do it. Well, it's funny, too, that you bring that up because the follow-up question to Bruce Arians after talking about keeping the defense together in free agency was uh, – he was asked if he felt closer to getting clarity on the quarterback situation that we have right now. His response was no, because you don't know who's available. You're just sitting there and you're waiting and you're looking to see if someone's available. He is and then pretty good. To, yeah, then you have to uh, put it all together. Is that going to be a better option? And that's the problem. He said you get about three days to decide that type of thing, which that's another one of those things that eh, eh, no, you don't. It's just coach being coach saying what he needs to say. There's, but, um, there's, there is tampering before the legal tampering period starts. <laughs> how do you think when the legal tampering period starts, how is five minutes after the legal tampering period starts, we already got details of a deal between a guy? Right. No, like, come you're on. right. Like, like, at the, at, like, maybe not right now, he knows, but there is a ton of information that is relayed to teams at the Combine. So by then, you're going to know who's hitting the open market, Okay. The Chargers have already announced that Phillip Rivers is going to hit the open market. Bruggerians knows that, right? Obviously, they have James Winston in-house. But, I mean, it's looking more and more likely that Tom Brady is going to hit, hit the open market. He could return to New England, but it's looking like he's going to hit the open market. Man, it's, it's looking like when free agency opens, Tom Brady is going to be available to the Buccaneers that they can talk to him if they choose to. So, I mean, you know... I, I don't know. I think it's just more, like you said, more coach speak for Arians. And a lot of that right now, like I said, I, I think he has a pretty good idea of, of who's going to be there, who's going to be available. But we'll see. And that's another thing that he quoted on as well when regarding free agency quarterbacks. He said he looked at the list. You know, you look at that list. There's guys like Drew Brees <laughs> that are on that list. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers. A lot of other people, B.A. said he'd be surprised if after all the deals and everything said and done, there would be two of those quarterbacks on that list hitting the market. So I'm going to guess, like, if he doesn't consider Jameis Winston a veteran quarterback, because he said veteran, so 
I'm going to guess he thinks either Drew Brees is retiring or re-signing with the Saints and that those two veterans are Phillip Rivers and Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, so just what I'm going to guess. So basically he has to decide, would he rather have Jameis Winston for either a year, like four years, or Phillip Rivers slash Tom Brady for you know two years or whatever. But, you know, with with the Tom Brady thing, it's – it's a lot more. It's a lot different than Philip Rivers or James Winston, because with Brady, it's almost going to be like LeBron James hitting free agency. Right. It's not about the money. It's about the fit. It's about the team that you have around you. That's if, what it's about with Brady. It's about yeah. where where the team's located, who's on the team, you know, how much cap space. That's what it's about with Brady. It's you know. Like in the NBA with max contracts, you know, and LeBron James and Kevin Durant and, you know, all these big stars getting a free agency, a lot of it is, you know, what team do you want to go to? Like, yeah. you know, what, what weapons city do you, you want to play in? Yeah, what city do you want to play in, basically? It's not, you know, who is the most money because they're all going to offer you good money. Oh, yeah. Like the Bucks are going to offer Tom Brady good money. If the Bucks are seriously interested and Tom Brady's interested, they're going to offer him good money. But... Basically, he's going to sit down and have three of the same offer from Tampa, L.A., um, and New England, and he has to choose, you know. So with Tom Brady, it's a unique situation because it's not really about the money. It's about what does Tom want to do. And that's the crazy thing about the Brady situation as well. And I'm going to say this. I don't want to pump hot air into the Brady to Tampa rumors because I still I still think it's a far fetch. I still I'm going to tell think... you right now, though, it's more of a chance now based on what I've been told. Well, there's, that's... More, there's more of a chance now than I thought, you know, when the season ended. Well, that's what I said, too. When the season ended, before the season ended, everyone was talking about Brady potentially hitting free agency. I said, oh, that's that, that's a load of bull. They're going to give him a deal. New England's going to give him whatever the hell he wants to ride off into the sunset. But if they don't, like you said, it's not about who pays him the most. It's about where he wants to play and what weapons are there. You think about Tom Brady and his legacy as it is now. He's already won six Super Bowls. A lot of people argue he is the greatest of all time. In my book, he is the greatest of all time. But for everyone who doubts him, if Brady leaves New England, where he has won six Super Bowls and built the longest-running dynasty in the history of the NFL, if he leaves New England, goes to another team, and wins a Super Bowl, the discussion is over. That's it. You know, and especially, you know, a team like Tampa, a team that has just struggled and struggled and struggled. He ah. goes to Tampa and he I'm just I'm not saying he is at all, but I mean, I'm talking like you got to talk with me here. Hypothetically, he goes to Tampa and wins a Super Bowl. Oh, a dude, team that has been one of the worst teams in the last decade. Oh, man. Absolutely. Like that's that's, you know, cementing his legacy is the greatest. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I still think it's unlikely, but I will tell you this, though. Let me ask you, actually, not tell you this. Let me ask you a question. Okay. And you got to answer it honestly, because I feel like you would be bummed, but at the same time... You feel like I'm not honest with you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I I feel like you would... (laughs) You're going to say... You're going to say what you think I'm going to... I'm going to say what you think I'm going to say. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I don't know what you were going to say. So oh, okay, pose to okay, me your okay. question, and then I'll answer it as honestly as I can. Gotcha. So I think what you would – I think because how you're going to answer this 
deep down inside, you'd be excited as ever. Um, so let's say the Buccaneers get those uniforms that you sent to me, right? New uniforms. Oh, whatever. stop it. I know where this is going. Okay. They get, they get new uniforms. And uh, they, they get rid of James Winston. Right? 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on the NFL Network. Watch the Buccaneers unveil their new uniforms. And then the intro starts playing. The fog comes out. Some players walk out on the stage. You see fan favorites like Mike Evans in one corner, Shaq Barrett in the other corner. And then all of the lights focus to the middle of the stage. And out steps number 12, Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say the Bucks signed Tom Brady, but, and then like he like debuted like the the new uniforms. Like how sick would that be? Dude, I would, I would, I would crap my pants. Honestly. No, no, no. I won't even lie to you. I would crap my pants. And it's funny because we can sit here and talk about the realistic option. As much as I like Jameis, if Tom Brady was like the big reveal, you know, that would be insane. Because yeah, imagine if they reveal the uniforms. They didn't even announce a deal with Brady. They reveal the uniforms. Chris Godwin has changed his number from 12 to 11, and they reveal the new uniforms with Tom Brady number 12. God, man, that oh, that just hurts me. It, it, but, it, how, it doesn't hurt you me. Know, deep, it doesn't down hurt, deep down inside, you're probably smiling right now. Dude, I'm, if you see my video, I'm smiling right now. It's, it's amazing because we talked about, you know, the – the hypothetical Brady to Tampa. What if Brady came to Tampa, cemented his legacy as the greatest of all time, won a Super Bowl? I got chills thinking about that because it, like, it's a movie. It writes itself, yeah. you know. Yep. But in that situation, yeah, I would lose my mind because hey, I'm a I big think Jameis Winston a lot of fan. People, I'm a big Tom Brady fan as well. A lot of people would lose their mind if they, if they did that that way. A lot of people would lose their mind. Oh man, uh, it, they would sell out. The season ticket waiting list would go right yeah. back up to like two hundred thousand, like it was after yeah, we won there, the Super Bowl. There wouldn't be there wouldn't be many empty seats. I mean, not even if even if you kept the same uniforms, there and you just signed Tom Brady, there there wouldn't be many empty seats. That's insane. Uh, yeah, but I honestly, let's be real here. If I had to guess, either Jameis Winston or Phillip Rivers is going to be the Buccaneers quarterback. Just if I had to guess here, I just don't think Brady. I think the Bucks do have interest in Brady. Like that's like a real thing. Like they they like Tom Brady, but I just think Brady just will end up going back to where he's comfortable and just finishing his career in New England. So I think so as well. I'm with you on that one. But it is fun to sit here and imagine some of the hypotheticals. Like, dude, I imagine every step of the way, the NFL Network, there's never been a uniform reveal live on the NFL Network, so you know something crazy is going to happen. I just imagine the whole world watching and everyone at the same time just explodes. Like, Twitter shuts down for three hours because of all these mass communications errors. Everyone's tweeting about the Bucks. Oh, a man can dream, right? But, ladies and gentlemen, alongside some daydreaming, that's all the Bucks news we have for you from this week. Of course, once we find out anything else, we'll jump on here and be the first to let you know. So, before we wrap up and get out of here, Evan, I've got a question for you, man. Okay. So, uh, you know, we've been perusing on Twitter the past few days, been fairly busy, and I saw that last weekend during the XFL games, you were still uncommitted on an XFL football team. You have not picked a team yet, right? I have not. Are you leaning towards the Tampa Bay Vipers? I know that first weekend pretty much just told you, like, no, that you really shouldn't. You'd be making a grave mistake if you did start rooting for the green and gold. But I think they're going to bounce back this weekend with Quentin Flowers as a starting quarterback. I think is, he gonna... star- is he starting? 
Uh, Aaron Murray has yet to participate in practice this week. They say he's day-to-day with a foot injury. I don't know how true that is, but it's between Quentin Flowers and uh, the other quarterback that we have whose last name is Taylor. I can't remember his first name. I feel bad. But um, I I think they give the starting job to Flowers. Um, Yeah, the reason... The main there's two reasons why I didn't choose the the Tampa Bay Vipers coming right out of the gate because you knew they'd suck. For one, they hired Mark Mark Tressman, um, <laughs> which I was like, you know, even before opening weekend, I was like, oh lordy. Yeah, I had a um, funny feeling about Tressman from the start. Like I I had such I was like, man, you know, like I was like bummed that Philly didn't get an XFL team. I was like, okay, whatever. Then I guess like I'll see what happens with the Tampa team. Then they said the names would be Vipers. I was like, oh, sweet, love that name. And then I saw the colors, and I was like, eh, like, okay. It's tough to make a uniform out of those colors. Yeah, the, the it's a little strange. I'm not sold on those. And then they hired Mark Tressman. I was like, oh, no. I was like, all right, I, I'm, I'm officially in the on a free agent. Um, so I, I don't think I'm going to lean Vipers. Um Pretty much ruled out. I, I don't. I don't really want to root for the LA team, Wildcats. I think their name is. I know for a guy from Philly, you really don't want to root for the New York team, right? Uh, I was thinking about the Guardians mm. because, like, dude, their uniforms and helmets. I love them. They like, are I, slick. I, really do. I think they're like. I, I honestly, I think the Guardians are one of the best looking teams in the XFL. I'm a sucker for LA's uniforms. The Wildcats, the yeah. red and orange. I don't know why, but like they pulled that off. I think their away uniforms are the best in the league. So I don't know. I'm I'm leaning right now. I'm leaning towards DC Defenders. Okay. Uh, so I like their uniforms. I like their logo. I've always been a fan of Pep Hamilton. He's with the Colts for a little bit. Um, Cardinal Jones is always fun to watch. So I'm leading there right now. Um, I would have rooted for DC if they ended up signing a PFT commentator. You saw that where he was going and trying out as their kicker, fielding some offers. They ended up not letting him make the team. But if they did, that would have been my team, man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm not officially a DC Defenders fan, but I'm leading there. So maybe next episode, maybe next episode of the show, I'll have an official you know, official uh, fan fan decision, I guess I could yeah. say. We got another action-packed weekend of XFL football in front of us. So, again, I mean, you know, it's, it's the first season of a brand-new league. I think that you are allowed, if you want to go this route, I think you're allowed to maybe take the year off of being devoted to a certain team, look at the league as unbiased as possible, and then towards the playoffs kind of figure out what team you enjoyed watching the most. You know, if you... Yeah. Look at some highlights of some games. Dude, I find myself watching uh, the first game, the the game against the Roughnecks. Um, God, and I feel terrible. Uh, Roughnecks in Seattle, excuse me. Roughneck. Yeah, well, uh, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was Roughnecks Wildcats. Oh, then the, the first it? game was, was Defenders and Dragons. Okay. All right. Well, the, okay. The Roughnecks and Wildcats game was what I was watching then. My bad. Because uh, Kurt Menefee kept calling the Roughnecks the Renegades. The first touchdown in XFL history. He goes, touchdown, Renegades, and the team was oh. the Roughnecks. Yeah, that was a real shame to watch. But um, it, it is a lot of fun. If you're into some football, definitely check it out. But I think you're allowed to be unbiased for a little <sighs> bit of time, figure out what team you like watching the best, and then go yeah. from there. I would love for the league to be successful because I want there to be an expansion because I want a Philly team. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, I would like for the league to be successful. So, like, you know, get a Philly team, get, I don't know. like uh, St. Louis, Oh, St. Louis has a team. Yeah, if St. Louis has a team. Maybe, like, you know, like, I don't know, something, something cool. Like, um, I don't know, like a Carolina team or something. Maybe Cleveland. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Um, you know, but just something cool. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of different cool places. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I personally think I saw an article that, like, the XFL should move. Like, there's their games. Like, they shouldn't play at NFL stadiums. Kind of agree with that. On it, it TV, is on TV, it looks kind of, on TV, it looks kind of bad. Um, <laughs> because there's, like, there's 20,000 people there. But it's in a stadium that seats 90,000. So. Right. So it's just all these empty seats. And it doesn't look nearly as filled as it should, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only place I can think that would be like a really good venue for XFL football is the stadium that the Chargers have been playing in for the past few years, and that's because it's a soccer stadium full time. Yeah, so, there yeah. you go. Uh, I mean, you know, Philly, Philly, we we have like uh, the Philadelphia Union, like the stadium they they play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in like uh, Westchester, I think, or something, which is about I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes, I think, away from Philly, thirty minutes away from Philly. Um, it's good play there, right? Yeah, right. Perfect. You know, I mean, where would Tampa even play? I don't know. Uh, uh, Steinbrenner Field doesn't really have a good football dynamic. Yeah. Um, they can't really play inside Amelie Arena because you just don't really have the field for it. You know, I remember yeah. going to the Storm games in Amelie Arena. That was always fun growing up. But uh, it is tough. There's not a lot of big football venues. Um, University of Tampa, they have a stadium. I don't know if it's a football stadium. They haven't had a football team for like 80 years, so it's probably their soccer stadium. But that's somewhere you could go, somewhere that seats fill up pretty quickly and looks pretty crowded on a Saturday afternoon. So you never know. It is an interesting dynamic. But one of the most interesting things I'm looking forward to this weekend is seeing how that second weekend goes. Because I think we all kind of knew that opening weekend for the XFL was going to be pretty packed for every single team. But it's that sophomore slump. You know, we saw it happen with the AAF. You were five games in, and there were 2,000, 3,000 people at the games. So we'll yeah. have to see what happens this I mean, weekend. I hope, it, I hope it does work. You know, after after week four or five, they were talking about, you know, going bankrupt. So yeah. luckily, I, I, the XFL has more funding, right, because it's Vince McMahon, and they have the TV contracts. Yeah. AAF didn't have a CBS contract. They just were air on CBS. The XFL was a contract with ESPN and with Fox, I believe. So yeah. that'll definitely help them. I think they're going to stay afloat. I think they'll last at least one season. We'll see what happens if they return for a second season. But we'll see what happens. It was a good weekend of football. It was. It was, it was, it was better than AAF. Even though a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is like head and shoulders, like above. But they don't realize like 90% of the players are still the players from the AF. Right, yeah. I I I still think, I mean, a lot of the guys that you have in there, I think you've got more former NFL experience in the XFL than you did the AAF per se. Um, I think some of these guys are in much better shape. I mean, there's guys playing in the XFL right now who were on an NFL roster this past season. You know, so I think... They are a little bit more conditioned. You've got more of those guys floating around certain teams. I'm looking forward to see, you know, if they come back for a second season, I'm looking forward to see, you know, what happens with those undrafted free agents from the NFL draft and stuff like that. Like, how did did they end up picking them up, you know? Like, 
And, like, you know, what's their offseason like? When is their offseason? Is their offseason during the actual NFL season? Is it, you know, during the summer? Like, what is their offseason dates, you know? Yeah. It's definitely a lot of fun. Takes the pain away from waiting eight long months for NFL football to come back. Not if you're a Tampa Bay fan, though. The pain continues because we're a terrible team. It was just, it was sad football. It was awful. I felt like I was watching a Bucks game from 2012. That's how bad it was. It was just nobody was on the right page. There was so much pre-snap confusion. Aaron Murray was rolling out of the pocket for absolutely no reason. Yeah, It, it yep. was just bad, uninspired football. And I hope they can turn it around, which I think they do. Like I said, I think they dropped 50. Who did they play? Uh, they were playing Seattle this weekend. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting matchup. They're playing Seattle in Seattle. They don't get back into Tampa Bay until next weekend, so... That'll be interesting to see how many people are even at that damn game, depending on how they play this weekend. <laughs> but, Evan, take a look at the XFL games this weekend. Let us know next week if you are uh, leaning towards any team or one way or another. If you're not, it's A-OK. Remain unbiased and continue to do your thing, brother. But, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for listening on any of our podcast outlets or watching with video on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. You can follow myself on social media, Instagram, and Twitter. If you get at me there, I'll follow you back. You can find me there at Reticus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Easy to pronounce. Hard to spell if you hear it spoken over words. I'll spell it for you one more time. R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. You follow me, I'll follow you back. Now, the guy I'm about to tell you about, I don't know if he'll follow you back, but he still has some damn good content. That's my co-host, Evan Wanish. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at EvanNFL. On Instagram, I believe it is Bucks Wave, and then you can also follow Bucks Football on Twitter for all of his Bucks takes. But if you want to follow him for uh, Bucks takes, Philly sports takes, and anything and everything under the sun, check him out at EvanNFL. So, really quick, Evan, let me ask you, what's going on with Joel Embiid, man? Why do people hate him so much? What did you just say? How did you pronounce his name? Joel Embiid. You like that? No. What was that? <laughs> I knew it was going to ruffle some feathers, but what's going on with him? It's going to ruffle my feathers. Um, Nothing. Like, it's just the media blowing smoke. That's, like... You know, so the, so the thing is... Wasn't he, like, booed he, during his intro this week? He he had a rough, like, three, four games, and the fans, like, booed, booed him. And then, like, the next game, like, they didn't boo him. But, like, there's, like, a video, like, a Bleacher Report posted. So they played, what, Tuesday night? And Bleacher Report was like, oh, the fans booed Embiid. I, I listened to it. You can't really hear it. Like, if you're looking for boos, like, if you if you're looking to hear booze, you can spot out the booze. Yeah. Um, but there's not many. Um, and basically, he just he did like a good like troll job on social media and stuff. Said like you know that famous like Batman quote that you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Right. Um, but then he was just he posted later on social media. It was like you know it's all love. Like if I get he said if I could take it, you guys can too and stuff like that. So you know he's fine. But do me a favor. Don't say his name like that again. <laughs> I'll make sure I do it every single time from here oh, on no. out. I bring him up. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. But make sure you follow Evan over there on Twitter at Evan NFL for all of his NBA, NHL, and NFL takes. Shout and out to our baseball, friend. man. And baseball. Baseball's coming Don't up. forget baseball. 
Don't forget baseball. That's coming up. I know spring the training is, is kind of getting underway. What pitchers and catchers reported this week? Yeah, they reported this week. I don't know when. Like the player, I think sometime next week is like when it gets underway. But okay, nice, nice. Definitely looking forward to that. I like going to the Yankee spring training games. I hate the Yankees, but I love the environment of spring training baseball. I, I just I love that time of year. The allergies are terrible, and spring baseball yeah. definitely makes up for it. Last but not least, make sure we give a special shout-out to our friends at Pinecrest Printing and Signs. These guys have been hooking it up for the Tampa Bay business community since 2001. If you have an image for your business, they're going to do whatever they can to professionally help you get to the next level branding-wise. Anything they offer, you can start small with some business cards. They offer a wide array of business cards. We actually have two tiers of business cards for Cannon Fire Podcast. They did a great job on those for us. And uh, I'll probably mail you up some next week. I know I texted you back, but I had to tell you again one more time. These really are top-notch. But you can go a wide array of business cards. You can do stickers. You can even bump it up, and you can do apparel. We've got custom T-shirts for sale, all because of these guys. You can do shorts. You can do stitched-on hats, which is Maybe we're something thinking about in the future. I don't know. We'll just put that out there. These guys do it all, and they do it for a best price in town. Uh, they do it fast and friendly service, the greatest prices in town. RJ and his experienced staff are really going to do a good job of taking care of you guys. So make sure you give them a call, 813-684-5444, or you can check out their uh, website at pinecrestprinting.com. If you order through them or do any business, make sure you let them know that Cannon Fire Podcast is sending you over there, and maybe they'll hook you up. I don't know. I don't work there, so I can't tell you that for sure, but maybe they will. They're a really cool sponsor of us, and we're glad to have them on the show for 2020. That's all we've got. That's the longest outro I've ever done on the show and probably will ever do. We will talk to you guys on episode 100. I am so damn excited. We still have to figure out what we're going to do, but we'll figure it out here within the next few days. I am Rhett Matthews signing off for Evan Wanish, and as always, we'll talk to you next time. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.